Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh, find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Niggas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Monday show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I'm this little chemical. And uh, welcome to a new week. I'm actually doing back to back. Well, technically, it's not back to back podcast. Uh, it's Sunday. It was. Kind of dreary out here, you know. Clouds out, so it's all good. Winds out a little bit, but now I recorded the Wednesday show and went a little bit longer than I expected. So I said, let me go wash some clothes and uh, refuel because uh, I'm gonna need it. Um, so what the fuck is this person doing? Like it's super super weird. Um, so anyways, um, sorry about that. So, um, I might need to start recording over. This is like fucking weird. Um, anyways, um, so new week. Last week was pretty packed with action. Um, less of a newsworthy um, week, as far as just over, I mean, it feels like after weeks and weeks and weeks, the drama's finally calmed down, but I mean, um, hold on one second, guys, hold on one second, I gotta hit pause on this. Sorry about that, guys, really weird shit was going on, and I was like, so, have you guys ever had, like, have you guys ever been in an empty parking lot? When I say park empty, I mean three or four cars. This is a big parking lot. So let's say it's overall about 100 spaces, right? Free spaces. And you have five cars in the parking lot. And in the parking lot, the five cars, they're all parked like a front or something. But they're all like spaces away from each other. So you make it your mission to park all the way in the fucking back. And then when you then as you're parking, you see someone park literally right next to you that right there makes me think you're trying to do me something like that right there is just fucking weird like i don't understand that i don't get that and it's just fucking uncomfortable anyways so this week is less of a drama packed week and more of a just wrestling and (coughs) enjoy your whatever it is week um, just to, let's just start off with this. So AEW, reason why you guys haven't heard anything about the investigation is because it's currently halted because one person is threatening legal action and one person is saying, hey, I'm assuming it's punk. No one wants to come out and say punk because that's just, dude, that is a, that is a lawsuit. I'm assuming a def, a defamatory lawsuit. Uh, what was that? Not defamatory. Um, what is that saying? What is that fucking saying? Um... I have it spelled out in my head and I can't say the word right. Um, let's see. Let's look this up. I, I could be right, though. Let's see. Defamation. There's definitely a defamation lawsuit. Um, 
And so I, I'm just assuming that. Like, here's my thing. Because also Tony Khan had said something on, a, on an interview where he specifically said CM Punk technically had an office job as well. So I don't think, let's be real. I don't think Tony Khan wants to fire Punk. I think Tony Khan wants to buy him off his contract. But even with that being said, that takes two people. Punk has to want to do that. And I have the feeling that Punk, dude, and this is my thought. I don't know the guy, obviously. This is just my thought. He isn't some of the kind of person that wants to go into the midnight hour. Like, like what he did with WWE was one thing. Here, I th- I think he feels justified about it. He, I think he feels like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. They were EVPs. They crossed the line, blah, blah, blah. And here's my thing. And believe whatever stories you want to believe. I don't believe anything because he say, she say that it's in the middle of the truth, right? Um, I don't believe the story about Kenny Omega walking into the locker room just to protect Larry the dog. Because Larry the dog was barking. As his owner is going full-blown steel cage death match with the twins. Well, I, I call them twins, but the Bucks. Like, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe they went there just to talk to him. I don't... I, dude, you go in someone's space, even if he says, hey, dude, you know this dude's on edge. The wrong time to talk to this guy. Is Punk just a golfing swing? I don't know, man. I don't believe any of that shit. My thing is this, though. This is going to be a long... We're not going to see these guys on... T- I would be surprised. I, I'll say this. If they're not on a show by Winter's Coming, which is usually in early December, they won't be on the TV. They won't be on TV until probably February, March of next year. This is not gonna go, just go away. Now we do know what motivates Punk is money, and CM Punk. If you, if I'm sure, if they give him his entire check, as let's say if they owe, if he's owed five million dollars, right? I'm sure if they give him that, he'll probably go away. But honestly, I just I watched the scrum again. Just 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 five minutes of it. Do you feel? Do you this was different than the the shit he did with um. It was different in the in regards of this was him saying this would not be another WWE situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's why I see it was different. The whole thing's weird, though. But, you know, I will say this. I don't care what anyone says, whether you're an AEW fan, WWE fan, the fact that their four biggest names, four, four of their biggest names, have been off television for close to two months. Like, this says something about... You know how they're just fine. Bucks could very well go to WWE. Do I? Here's my thing. I I don't care what the Bucks or Omega say. They do want to get one WrestleMania match in there on their resume. That's the only thing that's missing. They all have Wrestle Kingdom matches. Now they have All In matches or All Out matches, ROH matches. They've literally done everything you can do except for that. I can see them all going there. And under Triple H, who knows how it will be? I don't, I don't know. Triple H is not going to be perfect. There's some stuff he's done that I don't agree with. Like what we just saw on SmackDown with Omos and Braun Strowman now feuding. Who the fuck wants to see Omos and why is he still on TV? I feel bad for MVP, but he needs something to do too. 
But sweet Jesus off the cross, man. Omos is no good. What are we doing here? So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think it'll be perfect. Obviously, Omega Bucks will be treated better, uh, differently than that. But I just want to get that out the way because I, I do get asked a lot of questions about it. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't. It all depends on the punk thing. You know, it all depends on they try to take their EVP tiles away. I think if they take the EVP tiles away, then, yeah, they're gone. Period, bottom line. You know, so, anyways, I just want to get that out of the way. Um, speaking of Wrestle Kingdom or New Japan, sad news coming out as we just had the passing of Anoki, um, right? Anoki-san. We just had the passing of Katsuya Kitamura. Um, rest in peace to him, rest in peace to his family, condolences, um, and also just more New Japan stuff, it was rumored all day on Monday, last Monday, all Monday, how the good brothers were going to go back to WWE, it was rumored all day, all day, finally on Raw, you think you have the coronation of the Judgment Day getting AJ Styles into the Judgment Day, he hugs Finn Balor, and he says, I wasn't talking about you, all of a sudden you have the New Japan Never Open Weight Champion Carl Anderson, Gallows, the Good Brothers returning to WWE, and I'm assuming here's the thing: like there was nowhere else for them to go. Once they wrapped up with New Japan and Impact, there this was the only place that they, they went. And honestly, Triple H brought them in the first time. Remember, they skipped NXT at that time when they came in, which was 2015, 2016. Um, they. They, them, and AJ Styles went straight to the main roster. Never spent one day in NXT for developmental treatment. They, they, it was really, really um, interesting in that. Not AJ Styles. Styles, it made sense. But even Nakamura went to NXT. So, it was just different, you know. And so, um, they made the return. Um, yes, Carl Henderson is still the never openweight champion. And so he's, he will have to finish up his dates with uh, New Japan, which is amazing because that would never fucking happen under Vince McMahon. Like, they would probably drop the title really fast and then do it if they could even drop the title. You know, he might have to... I, I'm assuming he would probably made him say, just vacate that motherfucker. But I'm, I'm sure that they, they're going to do things the right way. Triple H does not want to... Um, Make an enemy out of New Japan for no, just for no reason, right? Let's be honest, it's just the fucking Good Brothers. <laughs> I like them, I do, I do, but it's just them. You know what I'm saying? So that was interesting, dude. The news broke, so that was like that deal must have been done a, a week ago, two weeks ago. Because I mean, they it was it was just rumored all day. No one said they were gonna be there. It was just rumor, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom. So that was very interesting, everything like that. So um. That was good. the season premiere of Raw was do it felt like a season premiere. That's how you do a season premiere. It was it was it was it was it, you, you essentially took the best of your stories and added to them. You essentially even though WrestleMania the day after WrestleMania it start what starts off the new official air quotes new air quotes new air quotes year. Of wrestling for WWE, AEW's not there yet. Um, they'll have to find their 
range as well. But um, it felt this felt like the start of a new season. Now, and this could be very well because Triple H said hey, we need to do something special for the season premiere. We have to 100% get this year started the right way. It had been rumored for weeks that Goldberg was not done. He was going to be wrestling in Saudi. Then it got changed that the new rumor now was Brock Lesnar would be fighting in Saudi. I said, that's interesting. Huh. Fascinating. So you have Bobby Lashley coming out to cut a promo. At the time, he's the United States champion. All of a sudden, Brock Lesnar returns. And Bobby Lashley picks up the U.S. championship and just, like, holds it over. And Brock says, Bobby, Lash, and puts him up and F5s him, lays him out. So it looks like we know where we're going. And immediately afterwards, Bobby Lashley has a fight, a match for the U.S. championship. Seth Rollins is now a two-time U.S. champion. That's his first, what, is that, that has to be his first time in, what, three or four years? When's the last time Seth Rollins had a title? Was it when he was a tag team champions with Dean Ambrose? That has to be the last time he had gold, right? Or no? Because Roman was U.S. Roman was Universal champion. Roman then went out, and they won the they won the tag titles. They were tag team. I think that's the last time he had titles. It was when so about three years ago. And now he's a, a new U.S. champion. I remember his first run, he was double champ status. Because he was actually the WWE champion and the U.S. champion at the same time. You guys don't remember that horrible, god-awful finish with Jon Stewart screwing John Cena over? Oh, that's what I thought. I should remind you. I should remind you. But um, this is big news. Lashley, Lesnar again. And this is the first time Brock has not been in a feud for a championship in years. Years. So, don't know where Brock's gonna need to explain why this was a complete heel move, you know. So, is he going back heel? Like, what's going on here? You know, like that needs to be explained, you know, because I'm assuming that's the match for Saudi is Brock versus Bobby. Um, I would assume Brock's gonna get his win back because remember, Bobby Lashley defeated him earlier this year, uh, for the WWE Championship. So, Bobby has a pinfall victory over Brock. That's going to change. I mean, I don't see him bringing Brock. Brock has lost way too much this year alone. If you think about how much he's lost, like, what? I think we talked about this like months ago on the, on the podcast where, what, he's lost to Roman in the last man standing match. Before then, he lost at WrestleMania. He won the Elimination Chamber match, lost to Bobby Lashley, won the WWE Championship in the Fatal 4-Way match. Before then, he lost to Roman Reigns in Saudi. So, technically, he only has, like, two wins. They both were for the WWE Championship, but he has technically only two wins. He's 2-4 and four in the last year. So, they, they, they he, he's one of those characters. He's not like Jericho. Like, see, Jericho, and this is why I agree with Jericho when he, Jericho said, like, that's why he couldn't keep going back to WWE at that time because he would have just been mid-card, just losing, losing, losing. And yeah, Jericho is Teflon. I get that. Brian Danielson is Teflon. But eventually, you can't keep fucking losing, dude. You know? Like, at this one, curious where they're going to go in AEW. That's, 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 we'll get to that in a second. But um, that's my thing with this whole situation is some people just shouldn't be losing. And to me, Jericho, I get people don't. I get it. Jericho's 50-plus or 50 or whatever the fuck he is. And some people just don't like this thing anymore. You know? And all of a sudden, him saying the Ocho or, 
you know, the God singer or the cock blocker or whatever the fuck he calls himself now. But like, I think someone like Jericho and Brian Danielson need to protect. They need to be protected from themselves because they will give too much. That's what that was Cody Rhodes' problem in AEW. He gave too fucking much, way too much. You know, and so my thing about it is Jericho is in a great position now. Now he's like, I think this week he's facing Dalton Castle. Like he is in a great position because when he does lose, it means something. Like him losing to Brian Danielson that that champion's tournament meant something. You know, I don't know where that storyline goes now, but that's neither here nor there for this particular segment. But no, I we that needs to be explained. But Bobby's losing without a doubt. But why did he talk about why why did he talk about Bobby Lashley? Besides the point, we can't see another Roman Reigns match. <laughs> you know, so that was interesting. But Ron's being a champ again is that makes things that opens things up because that. That definitely kills the plan of taking that WWE Championship off of Roman Reigns and putting it on Seth Rollins. That's for sure. You know, but him having gold with this character, it fits. You know, it does fit. Ray Mysterio defeats Chad Gable afterward. Dominic lays him out and begs him, hit me, hit me, Dad, hit me. Ray Mysterio just won't fight his son. Dominic has gone full-blown psychotic. That's just all. That's all. That's all I got from the segment. Was that Johnny Gargano defeated Austin Theory? Matt Riddle defeated Sami Zayn. Now, just to some, for some context, remember last Thursday or last Friday? Excuse me. That's old school. Um, Roman Reigns said he was done dealing with his hothead cousin Jay, and he put Sami Zayn in charge of Jay. Well, they're cutting a promo, and Roman is not. He is just shitting on Jay, right? And Sammy says, hey, I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, you know, you told me it was my job to handle it, so let me handle it. And so Sammy's saying, this this whole thing is great because when they have to attack Sammy, first of all, you know Jimmy's going to be the more reluctant one, but Jay's going to be all over this dude like white on fucking rice. He's going to beat him. I would be stunned if there's not blood. This That would be the time to do blood. Is in that segment right there. Perfect timing for Jay just to beat the hell out of this guy. And Sammy's just talking and he's like, and he says an inside joke between him and Roman, and Roman's laughing. And, and like, it just, it, it it's the, one of the worst feelings you can have when you know you're right about somebody and no one else sees it. And you're like telling people, and they're like, dude, you sound, you, you sound too paranoid, homie. Let that shit go, blah, blah, blah. And they're telling you to let shit go. And it's like, motherfucker, you don't see what I'm seeing right now? You gonna play the game like this? It's so frustrating, right? So you see this segment, and then they're in Brooklyn, by the way. Because they're always in fucking Brooklyn. And toward, at the end of the segment, there's another segment where Roman and the bloodline are all going out. And Jay like, yeah, let's go. He's like, no, no, no. Because, by the way, Matt Riddle interrupted this this um particular segment and said he wanted another shot at Roman Reigns since he made Matt Riddle tap out. And, I mean, excuse me, Vince made Seth Rollins tap out. So, Reigns said no. But then Jay convinced Sammy to get in the, in, in the match with him. So, he said, sure, I got this. Roman tasked Jay with making sure Sammy won. And then when he asked for Solo to come, he said, no, no. So cold with me. We partying tonight. You got work to do, right? Anyways, the match doesn't go as planned because Jay refuses to help Sammy. 
and Real wins, which was not a part of the plan whatsoever. Candice LeRae defeated Bailey by pinfall. That was surprising. Next week is the return of Elias. Let's get to SmackDown now. I don't want to. I just want to SmackDown in the end. We'll get to SmackDown. So, because Jay went against the family and did not allow Sami Zayn to win or get Sami to vote victory, Sami Zayn then had a match against Kofi Kingston, where Jay did help. No one saw Jay help, and everyone assumed that Sami won of his own. So then Jay is steaming. He is so furious at this. And he just, he, he can't win. This guy can't fucking win, which is hilarious. River Mysterio then shows up on SmackDown to talk to Triple H. I think this is Triple H. Is, is, is this the first time Triple H has showed up on television as like an authority figure since uh, he's taken over? It's his first time, right? I don't remember another time where he showed up as an authority figure since taking over. But I think this is it. Anyways. Ray says, hey, man, I can't fight Dominic. I'm not going to fight my son. I quit. And so Triple H says, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let's talk about this. So they go in private, and it comes out. And it turns out that Ray Mysterio is now a part of the SmackDown locker room. And I, I actually like where this story is going, too. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But I like how this story is going, too, mainly because he's going out of his way to not beat his son. So when he has to fight his son, he's going to give his son the ass what his son deserves. Period. Bottom line, right? This is gonna. It's gonna be. A, I, I could see Ray losing, but I mean, like the beating would be there. You know what I'm saying? But um, essentially, Ray became part of SmackDown roster. He's then put in a fatal four-way match, where the winner gets a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. It's Ray Mysterio, Ricochet, uh, Sheamus, and someone else. Doesn't matter who it is. But they give Ray the win, so he can die at the hands of Walter. So Ray. You should beat the fuck out of your son, because Walter is going to beat you till you're dead. <laughs> I would much rather beat my son than take a beating from Walter. Some sacrifices must happen, my child. <laughs> That's just what it is. When I saw that, I said, "What the?" F-? I said, "Wait, wait, what? He's gonna, he's gonna die." <laughs> Anyways, um, Drew McIntyre uh, beat up Karrion Cross at the Karrion Cross. Um, Got into a car accident, air quotes. Uh, L.A. Knight, we saw the return of L.A. Knight as he beat down, essentially it was a squash match. He beat Minnesota in a squash match. Um, but it was good to see L.A. Knight back. You know, L.A. Knight, I don't understand why he changed the character. Uh, Eli, Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever you want to call him, can talk. He can talk. I get he's up there. I think he's like 39, 40. It doesn't matter, dude. Like, he can talk. And he is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't understand why that needed to be changed. It's rectified, and that's all that matters. Um, also, I, I, going back to what we said earlier, how Omos and MVP just kind of showed up, that's the next few Braun versus... I, and I can hear this about that. Dude, be surprised if we ever talk about that on this fucking show. I have no interest in seeing this match. Braun can go. We know that. Not a fan of Braun, but I know he can go. Omos can't but hey they they've, seems like they, they they invested quite a bit of money in him so i guess they try to get they're trying to get them their money's worth they see something that i'm not saying and finally the, the the end segment was bray wyatt and uh he cut a promo and it was it seems like it was more in window rotunda than bray and he was crying he was like how he just he didn't he lost his career he lost friends like i'm assuming someone brody uh, Lee, 
and it was a super emotional promo. And, and um, it's reported that the Wyndham Six is not a new faction. It's like the, the six different personalities of Bray Wyatt. And this motherfucker has tons of them. And throwing Husky Harris, by the way, you know, uh, what a throwback that is. And um, it was, I thought it was a good promo. I thought it, I thought it wasn't like a fiery promo. It was a promo that it, Bray needed to cut about his struggles and speak his own narrative since everyone was speaking the narrative for him. He was hard to work with. This, that, the third, blah, blah, blah. But then in the end, that new mask that he has cuts him off. And essentially, he's like tormenting him. And saying how you're trying to be good, I get it, you know. So it feels like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing, right? And then you see the White Rabbit show up. So I feel like the White Rabbit is different from Bray. Now I feel like the Bray character is going to be this one guy who's like, I don't want to do this. But then when he puts the mask on, he has to do this. Like, to me, the difference between Mr. Rogers Bray and this, so far, we've only seen one segment, is Mr. Rogers Bray it was a sociopath. The Fiend was a psychopath. Do you guys know the difference? Um, if you don't, read a book. And so, to me, that's the difference. And just so you know, sociopath knows what they're doing. They just don't give it. The Joker is a sociopath. He legitimately knows everything he's doing. He just doesn't give two shits. A psychopath, is something mentally wrong with them. And, like, they just can't help themselves. Um, but anyways, I think that's where this is going, though. That's my early take on it, is that that's where that's going. So, I think that would be pretty cool. So, anyways, that was SmackDown as well. Let's go back to some news and notes here that I skipped over. Uh, Renee Paquette officially signs with AEW. We saw her debut in Toronto. Um, WWE is supposedly interested in Chelsea Green. I mean, Chelsea Green was kind of like snake-bitten when she got to WWE. Like, she, she got on to the main roster... And then, did she get, like, injured twice? Like, and she, soon as she came back, she got injured again. It was just a bad situation. It was just a snake-bin situation there, so. But she's a good. I think she's a But I think the problem with that is, isn't she currently one half of the uh, World Impact Tag Team Women's Champions? I think she is. I think she just won those titles, like, two weeks ago. So that's, that might be, well, they had the never open weight champion, so might not be that different, difficult, I guess. Alea is injured again. She was, she was injured in the match where her and Raquel lost the Tag Team Championships. Let's talk about NXT as well. The only thing I want to talk about from there is how Sonya, Div- obviously Mandy Rose is taking some time off to uh, mourn her brother's loss. And so in order to keep the story going with Alba Fry and Toxic Attraction, there's a mystery person that shows up and it was Sonya Deville to help out Toxic Attraction, beat down Alba Fry. Alba Fry has to be the one to take that NXT Women's Championship from Mandy Rose. I would assume that's where they're going with this. Because um, it's three-on-one. I don't know what tag team is going to step up to help her, but I would assume that's where this is going. Um, but, which I'm okay with. She's pretty dope. And reportedly, they are going to continue to do crossovers between NXT and 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 the main roster. So that's going to be something that keeps going. Uh, the talks between WWE and Naomi have stalled. Honestly, how can I didn't know they ever picked back up. Her and uh, Sasha Banks are living their best life. They're at the She-Hulk premiere. They're they're in the fashion shows. They're legitimately all over the place, doing everything but pro wrestling. So, what does it matter? Cody Rhodes is reportedly ahead of time uh, his recovery, so that's good news. Charlotte Flair is supposedly going to come back very, very soon. They're trying to put the right creative in place. Soraya 
it is medically clear to wrestle. There was a report that she, apparently she only went to AEW because WWE doctors wouldn't clear her. That's possible. I mean, I, I sometimes do wonder myself if Edge and Daniel Bryan are actually cleared. <laughs> you know, I, I do wonder if Bryan and Edge are actually cleared. Or if it's just... Well, they, well, well I will say the difference is WWE doctors did clear them. But I sometimes wonder, like, if they should have been cleared. They both look great, obviously, but that's just my thought. Matt Hardy celebrates 30 years. Congratulations to him. 30 years in the wrestling business, which means Jeff Hardy has 30 years in the wrestling business. Um, but currently, he's still getting healthy. Apparently, his wife is really happy with sobriety. So, keep it up, Jeff. The fight never ends, but you can win this. Let's talk a little AEW before we get out of here. AEW Dynamite. Adam Page and John Moxley have a promo off before their their match this Tuesday. Yes, it is uh, this Tuesday. I I'm hoping I probably won't be able to watch it either, will I? God damn it, never get what I want. Um, I'm gonna be busy this Tuesday. I'll try to find a way to watch it on Wednesday though. Anyways, um, obviously Moxley's gonna win. He's in his hometown. He's gonna win, but this should be a good match. This is the first time ever match. I love the promos off the promos these two have had, the promo offs or whatever. I love how Moxley will mention like when he mentioned Hey Hang, he's like, Oh hangman, your mouth gets you into trouble. I love that type of stuff because here's the thing. Hangman I, I would not go as far as to say Hangman had the Aleister Black or Jericho World Championship reign. He had a hell of a championship reign because every time he wrestled his matches were dope as shit. But I think it's gonna be one of those most underappreciated championship reigns. Mainly because it's sandwiched in between two other moments in AEW history. You have the Kenny Omega run that coincide with the Kenny with the Hangman and Page story. Once he wins it, then you essentially have the rise of the Blackpool Combat Club. You have the MJF CM Punk feud. Those things took precedent. And no one saw those things come well, the MJF CM Punk thing obviously, but the Blackpool Combat Club, no one saw that coming. And then, all of a sudden, he loses the world championship to Punk. Then you have the summer of Moxley. And then you have the Punk moment where he wins. It. he's a two-time AEW champion. But then, all of a sudden, he loses it. And now he's out. It's one of those situations where it's it's just... it's He's going to have one of the most under, underappreciated child wins. I, don't, I wouldn't give the ass to Black or Jericho treatment, though. I really wouldn't, personally. But I love the promo offs between these two. Orange Cassidy finally slays the demon. Pac finally loses to Orange Cassidy after through two no three years of these two feuding. Three years of these two feuding. Four or five matches, I believe. Orange Cassidy couldn't figure this guy out. It finally takes two orange punches and Pac just not being able to put this guy away. Orange Cassidy has his first taste of gold in AEW. He is the second ever All Atlantic champion. He's the guy that needed to beat Pac, but to me, it was first of all to see Pac with gold is one thing. To see him as a double champ and the first double champ in AEW history is another thing. So it was good. I, I wasn't ready to see him lose it a few weeks ago because <clears throat> all those title defenses at that point, except for one, were on like other country soil, you know. So we had not really gotten a chance to see Pac. But remember, he's and his thing also. He's a, he's a full blown heel. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, are, are Death Triangle heels? 
the, the whole dynamic of heels and faces in this company is the weirdest thing to me. Brian Danielson is a face. He comes out and he is delusional enough to think he's a heel. <laughs> he comes out. He just comes out of the heel turn, tunnel for reasons. Pac is a heel though. Pac keeps hitting people with hammers and shit, you know. But like, it's one of those things where it's like, what is he gonna break away from Death Triangle? Is he gonna be? I, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine lose. I don't know who they who they even lose the six man titles tag titles to. But like, it's just super weird to see that. Anyways, but congratulations to Orange Cassidy. Um, look here, dude. There. The more and more these titles are, we're seeing more and more of the AEW. Orange Cassidy is not an AEW original, for the record. He's not. An, he he wasn't created there. He he created this character on the Indies, just for the record. Um, and the only reason I know that is because the guy is a guy who directed my very first music video called House of Rising Sun. He, I, I was his first music video that he directed. And he, at that time, only worked on documentaries about wrestlers. And he will work. He worked on um, a documentary. Um, I knew I would need to look it up. I, I don't have it on top of my head. But he, but he worked on documentaries with Johnny Gargano before he signed with NXT. Then he worked on another documentary with Orange Cassidy, and it was called The Creation of a Character. And um, that's actually what got my. We used to go to the same. We used to watch this wrestling at this guy's house together. And it, I only knew of his documentaries because we only knew about each other because we were in the same built, same house, obviously. But we only found out what the other one did by someone just saying, uh, simply, "Hey, you know, uh, are you going to shoot that music video?" And I was like, "Yeah, gotta find a director. I don't know how to do that though." And he just so happened to hear that. I was like, "Oh, I do this," and he actually showed me pictures of what he does and. Etc. Etc. But yeah, Orange Cassidy was not created there. But Orange Cassidy is one of the more popular characters, and since they didn't give them the six man tiles, which I was surprised, I thought they would. But since they didn't, you know, it's one of those things where eventually, I don't care what anyone says, tiles do matter. They do. Seeing your favorite character with a championship means way more. Then it does without it. I, and I get it. The philosophy was different in the 80s. But was it? Piper may not have held a world championship. But he is a, he is a former United States champion. In one of the premier matches at Starcade. When he and uh, Greg Valentine beat the living snot out of each other. He was a one-time intercontinental champion. And he gave up his streak of not being pinned in the map for Bret the Hitman Hart. Titles do matter. So, congratulations to Orange Cassidy. Danny Garcia. Daniel Garcia turns on Brian Danielson. I called that. And he, he's strictly with JSA. And um, you know, I don't know where the story goes now. I have no clue where it goes now. We've already seen those two fight. You know? I, I, and if you think about it, it's been the summer of the feud between JAS and you know, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. And in my opinion, JAS has kind of gotten the upper hand here. Yeah, I get it. They lost at Blood and Guts. They won uh, the, the the stadium stampede. I and it was that was one and one. But if you think about it, the only person Jericho has not beat in the Jericho Appreciation Society is John Moxley. He's beaten Claudio, beat Brian Danielson twice now, defeated Euler. So like, it's just 
I don't know. This needs to eventually come to an end, but I don't know where it goes. I don't see Brian Danielson fighting this guy or Daniel Bryan fighting this guy. I just, again, I, I don't. I don't know where it goes, though. That's the problem. Sheeta pins Britt Baker. That's her and uh, Tony Storm teamed up against uh, Britt Baker and uh, Tony, uh, and no, Jamie Hayter. That was a, Baker takes some pins recently. I've noticed that. Baker's taking a, a few pins, which is probably good for the Probably good for her so that she doesn't become a Charlotte Flair. Swerve Scott cheats to defeat Billy Gunn. Um, and he was just... It, 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 look here. There's no way Billy Gunn should be winning. Um, but this just... And this funny because Swerve is a heel. He comes out the face turtle. <laughs> Anyways. Um, this is what needs to happen. Because I'm assuming... See, I, I know they're teasing. Like, they've all, but they've always teased tension between Swerve and, and Lee. And I get... I, I don't know if that's the right feud, though. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. But then again, what you could always do is have Lee come out to make the save, to save the uh, the acclaimed. And Swerve says, "What are you doing? They stole our tag team titles, and and he would be right. They stole them, you know. And then they would just feud from there. I, I guess it sounds so stupid to me, though. That's why I don't want to see it." Samoa Joe and Warlow defeated the factory. Sean Spears returned to reunite the pinnacle as FTR came out to help. As we're seeing just full-blown ROH warfare here. <laughs> Mixed in with the TNT Championship. <laughs> everything about Brian Cage was out there. The Gates of Agony were out there. Like, everything about this was ROH. Except for the TNT Championship and Warlow. And finally, Luchasaurus defeated Jungle Boy. This was a fun match. It was better than what I expected. Um, this just has to be prolonged because Christian's still hurt. But once Jungle Boy gets, I'm assuming once Jungle Boy gets, or once Christian gets healed, Jungle Boy's defeating Christian. Uh, that, that has to be the thing that's going on, so. Um, those are the news and notes that I have. Um, that, and I will say this. Last part, last thing for the, before you guys go into your, uh, your week and the Wednesday show. Last thing I'll say, just some notes. Uh, I wanted to, to get back to Matt Hardy. Um, 30 years is a huge accom- accomplishment. They started when they were younger. I've never seen them as jobbers when they were young. Um, his legacy is going to be delete. <laughs> People will just remember delete, delete, delete in the ladder matches. But Matt Hardy, to me, if I if I call Jericho the P. Diddy of professional wrestling because I don't know how many times he reinvents himself, Matt Hardy's not far behind. Matt Hardy was always clearly the second one that WWE saw as valuable, which is fair. Jeff is a very remarkable guy. Like, just even talking to him at WrestleCon this year, I go, I keep referencing that. Like, he, he's an artist. This dude had these moves that I don't think we've ever seen before. Like, I, I, the twist, not the twist of faith, the, uh, the whisper in the wind, stuff like that. I didn't write this down. What I want to talk about. But to me, yeah, he's going to be a part of the ladder match legacy. Delete. But also, what should be a part of his legacy is reinvention. Whether it's Matt Hardy 2.0 with the Mac facts uh, and and uh, Shannon Moore being his MFR, or whether it's him going to Impact to become a world champion, you know, or, or he was already technically ECW champion too, so I get that. Um, or whether it was then him getting him adding his wife, like he had the broken universe, him adding his wife and his family to. Um, to the mix, and then seeing the Matt Hardy 
stuff where I remember, I still never forget when he, like, there's his cars rolling up on those little skits he used to do, and he's rolling up, rolling up, rolling up, and then all of a sudden, Bucks, I knew you would come, and, like, the things he has been able to do, and it, it's, it's really, with him having an addiction problem, just overcoming that as well, it's amazing, congratulations to Matt Hardy, um, I don't know if I'm gonna do a list or not, but but I could, you know, uh, leaving some of the obvious stuff out. But I just want to just just take time to say, hey man, this dude is a reinvention machine himself, and so it's just what it is, you know. He 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 should be acknowledged as well because he he's done some cool stuff. So, anyways, I'm still chemical. That's your Monday show on Wednesday. We're talking about the Black Adam preview, the Titans preview, the Gotham Knights preview. Two of the three are coming out this Friday. So check that out. Go about 45 minutes or so. Uh, It's a bit longer for the Wednesday show, but uh, good stuff. So anyways, I am Still Chemical, and I am out. Hope you have a good week.